Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast, number one Browns podcast on the planet. You got Kevin and Raleigh. And uh, we are not recording from our homes like we have been. I'm recording on a new laptop with a new microphone. Raleigh's on his phone. So this might be one of the worst audio productions of all time, but we're going to get our way through it, Raleigh, aren't we? Hell yes. If the Browns can pull off a Christmas miracle, our audience can listen to this shitty audio setup. Amen, amen. This is the third week in a row we have our favorite victory song playing. The Browns versus Texas on Christmas Eve. Much better than last year. And the 38 to 22. Special. Yes, yes, absolutely. 38 to 22, the Browns are victorious. Flacco with his third straight 300-yard passing game. 27 to 42 for 358 yards. Second straight game with three touchdowns. And third straight win in a row. Obviously, we can talk about... Uh, no one's here has been living under a rock, I hope, or the 4D bridge for the last few days. Cooper and Flacco together, 265 yards and two touchdowns, 11 catches on 15 targets. Uh, broke Josh Gordon's Browns record of 261 in 2013. Unbelievable. Like, dude, that number, that is a really good, like, throwing number. And it was a receiving number, you know what I mean? Like, we've never had a Browns quarterback outside of Flacco throw for 265, let alone a receiver catch for 265, whatever the hell the number was. You know what I'm going for there. But 100%. holy shit. And it started right off the bat. Like, the first play of the game was that deep ball to the five, and you're like, mm -hmm. okay, let's go. And I was – dude, that might have been one of the most, like – what do you call it? I was nervous as shit going into that game. As soon as the game started, as soon as the first play went down, I just felt a wave of confidence and it never really left, even when the Browns were like kind of going rogue in the last quarter. But it, it was like it, it overcame the football gods of just like the classic fourth quarter meltdown. Uh, it was a thing of beauty. Truly unbelievable. And yeah, that fourth quarter, I was, you know, four o'clock mass on the west side over here. Shout out OLA. Shout out West Park. Uh, I, sorry to, to God and my family. I had to take a quick peek at my phone many times for the first, you know, 20 minutes of math because good God, they wouldn't end that damn game. Like, yeah. I was like, and that Flacco had to go back in because DTR got hurt and is now out for the year. I was like, the most brown thing in the world would be if we finally, for the first time in our lives, get the quarterback out of the game early because we're up for once. And then he has to come back in because QB2 gets hurt and then gets hurt. Didn't happen, knock on wood. But uh, there's something else that was very Browns in that game, Raleigh. Oh, yeah. So on top of the fact of it just being like one of the most dominant performances, uh, particularly on Christmas in years past, the Browns do the most Browns thing of all time. After scoring a touchdown, a kick-ass deep ball to Amari Cooper, uh, Dustin Hopkins, our beloved franchise, can we call him franchise kicker? I don't know. Our beloved kicker yeah. kicks it to like the five or something. Whoever, uh, Pierce, I think was the returner's name, yep. took it to the house. So it's like, oh, well, obviously that happens because Browns. Uh, Dustin Hopkins pulls a hamstring while trying to run him down. And we found out about that a couple of minutes later, and it's like, uh, okay, like immediately Googling, how long does it take for an adult male to recover from pulling a hamstring? Which is like such a, you know, he's a man of the people because hamstring injuries, like that's what happens to middle-aged white guys. I don't even know how old he is. So then we're like, okay, that's terrible. But uh, 
we'll get a kicker this season to patch it up and hopefully he's back. Who knows? Uh, <clears throat> Corey Belorquez. Belorquez? Bayorquez. Yeah. Yeah. Our punter. We're like, okay, he can place kick. He can hold it down. He'll be the replacement. And he kicks off the ball after another sick touchdown from probably Amari Cooper. And he hurts his leg. He like hurts his quad. So the Cleveland Browns, they're like, are they like the only team in history to lose both the kicker and the punter in the same game? Also, like yes, occurring we're saying in the, yes. the, the the season of injuries of injuries. Like, oh, like once you say it out loud, it's like, yeah, actually that would happen to us and it would happen to us this year. I'm honestly waiting for a coach to pull something on the sidelines. Yeah. Or, or like, like, oh, Stefanski or, or Jim, they, they, they – Popped an MCL jumping up and down on the sidelines or something. I mean, yeah, we're literally Stefanski. at that point now where it's like, who, no one's safe. Yeah. It, it was just like, I, and I don't know. It, do you think we're like calloused at this point? I mean, after losing Deshaun early on and like Chubb, like Chubb's injury was the worst. And then they you, were still, they're, you they're can't all really hurt us. bad. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, well, one intended. You can't hurt us mentally. Oh my god! It's like in the movies when there's like a, like like a war movie, when there's like the rookie uh, or what do you call him, like the new guy, the recruits, the replacements. They're like, I want to see action! I want to see action! And then they see action, and then they're just scarred. But then as the series progresses, and I'm actually just talking about Band of Brothers, not necessarily war movies. It's like by the end of it, they're just calloused and hardened, and they're like, I don't want to know the new guy's name because I don't want to have to, like, you know, grieve over him. You know what I'm going for with that, right? Yep. Okay, so obviously that applies to uh, heroes in World War II and being a Browns fan. Um, so yeah, uh, it was awesome and kind of terrible at the same time, but I'm feeling weirdly awesome. This team doesn't quit, and it's badass. Did you see what um, – I'm changing this topic a little bit. We're going to look ahead to the Jets game tonight, Thursday night football, December 28th. 8 p.m. in Cleveland, prime time. The Jets are on their fourth-string quarterback coming in. But before we get to that, Dude Wipes, who is a sponsor of the Browns, not us, <laughs> uh, they tweeted something about an hour ago. It was, to celebrate amazing Browns quarterback play this season and are presenting sponsorship of the, of the team's white uniforms, fans can bring any an old jersey of any Browns quarterback from 99 to 21 and will swap it out for a new white jersey at the stadium ahead of Tuesday, Thursday Night Football. First of all, I hope the back of the jerseys don't say dude wipes. And number two, do they realize how many jerseys this could be? Like, upwards of a billion jerseys could be. Uh, Funny you mentioned that. Uh, Not to fact check here, but that tweet, older than an hour, I want to say like four hours, five hours, and it was going viral. And in my mind, I was thinking, damn, dude wipes. Like, I respect that move from a marketing perspective. Then it gets released, like, actually an hour ago that oh turns out it's the first hundred people that show up so i'm like did they do that on purpose or are they idiots so the, the meaning Wait, there's only gonna be a, no I, I swear like i or well, at least i read that online and people seem that's pissed. so lame all right always always read the fine print folks yeah so but i'm like damn is that yeah, I don't know. It's either really good marketing, like, I don't know, 
evil white guy just like capitalizing on people's ignorance and be like, oh, sorry, we didn't know, but we already got sweet press because the sheep like Kevin fell into our trap. But then the the vigilant wolves like Raleigh, he's just all over it. But we got 10 Kevins to every Raleigh. Not to throw you under the bus, but I don't know where we are or how we got here. But uh, anyway, this episode is also going to double as the uh, pregame episode because it's Christmas and I'm not doing two in one day after we had a game on Sunday. The Jets have a very nice record of six and nine. Their offense is 31st overall in the league. Their defense is fourth and their turnover differential is minus eight. Um, Let's not forget, though, offense is a joke. Knock on wood. Their defense is real. On uh, offense, though, they got Garrett Wilson, who's an absolute stud at wide receiver. Everyone in Ohio knows Garrett Wilson. The running back, Brees Hall, is also a stud. Garrett Wilson on the year, 958 yards, three touchdowns on 88 catches. Brees Hall, 732 yards, rushing and four touchdowns. And then defense, like I said, is real. Some big names back there. Sauce Gardner, one of the best corners in the league. And then Quinn and Williams is a beast as well. So I know the, I know the team is taking it seriously. We win this game. We're in the playoffs. We clinch. Can't get worse than the fifth seed after, if we win tomorrow night. Tonight, excuse me, recording this on Wednesday night. I'm excited, man. I'm not – I don't see this as a trap game, and I can't wait. And the I'm, Brown Stadium Muni is going to be an absolute clown show. Yeah. I'm knocking on wood regardless. I'm just like – that defense scares me, and, you know, everybody – like, somebody's going to get hurt tomorrow. Shit happens. Next man up. Please don't be Joe Flacco. Please don't be Joe Flacco. Um, or other key players. I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm excited for it. I'm also like trying to think of, like, literally six and nine. That's a that's a legitimate team. That's a six and nine team in the NFL. The Browns were six and nine or whatever the hell they were last year, and they had the occasional big win. Wait, did we have big wins last year? Who's our biggest win last year? Like the Patriots or Tom Brady, rather. So anybody can, uh, though, yeah. Thursday night games are always a effing crapshoot. Like you'll see some, like that's where some of our biggest wins have come from. However, the Browns tend to do well on Thursday night. Knock on wood. I'm just like, don't let Garrett Wilson go off. Don't let Quinn and Williams kill anybody. And stay healthy. Play your game. The coolest, most badass quote, which I, I <laughs> misquoted on Twitter and kind of got torn to shreds from it was I thought it was Stefanski said it in the locker room. If we play our brand of football, nobody can beat us. And I'm like, that is the most badass thing Stefanski's ever said. However, it wasn't him that said it. It was Amari Cooper. It was still very badass. Still very badass. But I'm like, damn it, Stefanski, you should have said that. Um, Yeah, play your brand. Also, shout out last week, not to bounce around. That was the first game, correct me if I'm wrong, where the defense – traveled and flat out dominated am, am i correct in saying that it was certainly until the end one of our better road defensive performances yeah and we haven't won much on the road this year so yes um yeah it, it's like damn. if they can keep that level of play up on the road both sides of the ball i ain't afraid of anyone dude knock on wood no i'm not afraid of anyone in the league right now, knock on wood. I say that respectfully. I'm not saying we can't lose any team in the league because we usually can. Any team can. I will say I'm just afraid of ourselves in the sense that, I mean, come on, our kicker and punter got hurt in the same game. We have 
how many guys on IR for, that started in game one, like 10 or 11? So it's that's like what I'm afraid of. Yeah, me too. Um, but like, shit, those backup O-linemen, like, they're playing good football. Again, I'll stop saying knock on wood, but you know I'm thinking it. It's just been a crazy mentality shift this entire year. And I'm just like, I, I don't care who the quarterback is next year. I mean, it's going to be Watson. Just do not lose that grit, that fight, that just refusing to give up and imposing your will wherever the hell you can. Like these guys are scrappy and it's incredible. Like I, I almost like teared up last what saying 10 and five out loud in week, was it 17, 16? It's like, that's something special. Like, we're, I'll say it again, knock on wood, looking to lock up the the fifth seed in the AFC. And, you know, there's a slim chance if the Bravens shit the bed these next two games, that'd be amazing. And then the Browns dominate. But it's just been so fun. And I don't know what it is. Like, the defense, the team as a whole, the defense has got to be the biggest part of why it's so much more fun this year. Like those guys are just nasty. Sometimes you get excited when the defense comes on, like, hell yeah, let's get a pick or something. I don't know. I'm going all over the place, but I'm excited for tomorrow, but I'm also like, I don't know. It's kind of annoying having the Thursday night game this late in the season because to be a negative Nancy. There is a kind of coveted component to it of it being a mini buy after the game is done, but it's like you're also playing four days after playing, and these guys could use the physical recovery. Like I, no, I hope no, they're no. all doing. Raleigh, it's a mini buy. They don't play till a week from Sunday. Then, yeah, I know they still have that, but it's almost like a wash with the playing four days after Christmas Eve. It's four days. Oh, I, I, okay, I see what you say. Yeah, but for injuries, we need as many more days as we can get. Yeah, we need as many days, yeah, from injuries. And I'm just like – No, I, I, I got you. I got you. It, it, it's almost a must win because it's like – I don't know. I'm going all over the place. Let's it's wrap 99%, this shit up. Yeah, it's 99%. We got to win tomorrow or tonight, excuse me. No, that's guaranteed. I'm not – we're not overlooking this game at all. The spread is Cleveland minus 7.5. Over-under is 34.5. Uh, the weather tomorrow night in Cleveland at Brown Stadium looks like uh, kind of mid to high 30s with a 40% chance of rain. That's Cleveland football weather right there, folks. Hey, um, before we go, Raleigh, tell the people about our brand new podcast shirts because we got to wrap this up because I'm afraid of anything not working with all the new stuff we have going right now. Oh, that's fair. Uh, guys, we have podcast shirts. Check out cleveland.com. You will see at the top, Dogs of War Cleveland.com? Clevelandconfirmed.com. I said Cleveland confirmed, right? Did I cut out? You said Cleveland.com, Cleveland. but it's okay. Oh, yeah, I'll put it in the bio. Clevelandconfirmed.com. You will see the Dogs of War podcast at the top of the catalog, if you will. We partnered with Brian Zabo to finally make shirts. We just, uh, we were pretty uh, selective with the shirts that we wanted to present to you guys. It's like, yeah, we could have done Etsy. We could have done print to make shirts or whatever the hell it's called. But Kevin, we're a top 10 podcast in the country of Lebanon. The people deserve a quality product. We trust Zabo. Um, well, that should do it here. We're going to wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen, for Raleigh, for myself, thank you for listening to Dogs of War podcast. Good night, Cleveland.
Get 